Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Mike. Yes, sir. I gotta be honest with you. Why? I don't like you. That's okay. I love you. I love you too. So does God. I'm so happy you're here, though. I mean, you get to meet players and you get to do stuff, but you know, I just felt like you're just such an interesting talent with all the things you've been through. I was just, a, I, I, we were talking about it at my team. I said, you know, we have to get Mike Tyson up here one day. So it's been about two years since we've been trying. Okay. And I'm just, we're just so grateful you're up here. Thank you. So uh, we're gonna have a little fun. So I went to, I went to, yep. um, I went to this conference in Palm West Palm Beach, and it was called um, Gapping, Closing the Gap. It's about uh, distributing the wealth. You know, closing the gap in wealth because. And there was very some interesting scenarios there because they were showing robots and um, the robots were making cars and you know a, um, a representative from um, Tesla was there because they were making the Tesla car and they showed um, they showed a whole bunch of robots cleaning the house and my friend was really extremely wealthy guy and he said, look, Mike, we gotta stop this. Yeah, no more maids. Remember all my maids I had to fight? Look, I got a, I got a robot. So, hey, just clean the damn house and shut up, okay? Look, Mike, no lawsuits, nothing, Mike. And I said, like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm saying, holy moly, you know, the Koch brothers are there, you know, they're very famous for their conservatism. And I'm just like, whoa. And everybody had good ideas. And I'm saying to myself, there's machines that could take some tests, put your hand there or something, your fingerprint, and the machine to tell you, you have no, you're not, you have no quality use for the company or, or the nation. It's almost like one of those socialist communist countries, right? <laughs> and so what do you do now when it says you have no, you have no worth, no worth value? And where do these people go? So they're going to kill the, um, the economy because if we can't buy anything, we can't, cause, consume anything, how does, how, do, how does the country live? And um, it was pretty interesting, and I said, whoa. That sounds awesome. like you should run for president. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. No way, Jose. But it was so interesting, I was talking to, um, uh, hey, I was talking to um, Between no and all these guys. I mean, <laughs> we got robots, I mean, nobody left. No, but that, no, that was just really a little scary. It was a little scary. It was scary. You know, two Brooklyn guys, I gotta ask you, I mean, what was it like growing up in Brooklyn? Not good, not good, <laughs> not good. Not good, a lot of crime, a lot of bullies, a lot of bad stuff. And um, that's the first time I realized um, you have to fight back. You don't always have to win. Sometimes um, you know you're gonna lose, but you still have to fight back. Even though you don't wanna fight, you still have to fight. Street credibility. No. Um, Survival of the fittest. <laughs> <laughs> These young kids know, right? That's that's why you do this. Bitch time, you know you gotta yeah. do Yeah, you got this is why they do this. Because the guys that listen, this is where very where it gets interesting. Because the guys that bullied me before used to rip me off and take my sneakers and stuff. After they saw me win the nationals, you know, in the um, Colorado, they started carrying my mother's bag for yo shorty you ever need anything. <laughs> Yo, you know, that, yo, that guy said something disrespectful to your shorty. Yo, I'm Merkel. I'm like, whoa, these guys, though, I used to hide from and stuff and wait till they leave and I never go to school because they went to the same school. They were bullying me. They became my protectors and stuff. So um, that was pretty interesting. That was pretty interesting, yeah. When did you finally realize that, you know, maybe this fight thing could be prosperous? Um, when I was 15. 
this team. I was winning fights, I won a couple of national championships and I knocked everybody out and I had a lot of smoker fights. The smoker fights are really interesting now because um, they're really not politically correct. They're fights where people like, like right here, it's just a room, we have a room, let's make some money, let's make some fights. So they have, you know, it's not sanctioned, there's no hospital or ambulance outside. So if you die, you know, the, the bill is on you and everybody disappears, you know. But um, that's where, like, that's where I'm with Dave. That's where we got a lot of our experience from. But there, you know what people misunderstand is they watch you for you know in some cases 30 seconds in some of your fights. But what is the effort required to really get to another level of, of what you, really where you where you accomplished to go get in a ring and fight a heavyweight fight? Was there a tremendous effort from those streets and those crazy fights to getting in a ring? All and that stuff comes together because it's totally different. The discipline that's required for professional fighting is just. Um, inconceivable sometimes. It's just dealing with your fears. Because in fighting, everyone knows if you're familiar, right, David? Once you're in there, for the first, once you're fighting, for the first 30 seconds, everybody know what you're made of. You can't bluff them, you can't hide them. People that know fight, we know what you're made of. So it's very, um, it's very vulnerable, it's very, um, it's very re revealing, and that's, that's the cause of the discipline, to re you know, to just forget all that and to be blank in that paper and just perform. I gotta ask you the tattoo. Yeah, I love this tattoo. Regret it? <laughs> Never. No, no, no. Um, it's not removable. No, no. Um, over a million people got it now. So, um, yeah, I did a good thing. This is good. This is good. You started a trend. Yeah, really weird people. <laughs> because sometimes you have to remember, you have to know sometimes you can't feel the tattoo. So sometimes you see one of these guys with the whole thing and you're looking like, whoa, it's kind of creepy. And, I mean, and he's talking to me like he's comfortable. And I thought, whoa, I got one too. But I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real. That's what happens sometimes. I'm judgmental. I'm being judgmental with the tattoo. <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs. Yes. Tell me about him. How influential was he in your life? This is interesting. So I met him through Cuss. Cuss and him had, um, had a great relationship, and he, had, he was a great handball player. He was a five-time world champion, and he also collected fight films. And him and Cuss was great friends, and he was managing Wilfredo Benitez at the time, who was a magnificent fight, who was just, he, listen, I, he was 17 years old when he was world champion. He was still in high school the best fighter in the world. And so, and he beat a great fighter. And he was just, um, he was just um, the cat's meow back then. And um, that inspired me too. And I just, God, I just wanted to be like these guys. Once you see these guys fight, you know, in 1981, 1980, once you see these guys fight, you never forget them. This was really, back then it was magic. It was really magic. Was there another sport? I mean, besides no, I never boxing? Played, I never played any football sport in my life, never. never. Handball? Never wanted to be heavyweight champ. That's, That's all it. I wanted to do, yeah. Wow. I got to ask regrets. Excuse me? Regrets. Any? Will you go back, you put your head at night. I mean, you've been through so many yeah, things. Yeah, I want to have regrets, and I want to have some bitterness. I want to be, be resentful. But by being that way, I would have never been able to be in this situation I'm in now. You know, because you, know, you, you have to know I must have went through a period of that, and where, you know, it just took me in a really dark direction. So really, when I... When I threw everything to the side and I came with a positive perspective, when just my life and just the life we went in, we live in, and I realized this world is just a school in itself. And um, I knew um, I knew things would get better. I mean, I come from a great school. I had a magnificent teacher, 
you're second to none, really, non parel the best, man. And um, I knew I, I used to Why? Why was he the best teacher for you? Because he's the only person that could um, reach me deep in my soul and allow me to perform. It's, ooh, and it's just good stuff. You trusted him? Yes. And that's what kids need now, like these young guys. Um, you need a mentor. You, even, listen, if you had a bad mentor, like you see these guys that looked up to these gangsters, and they're good students, they become good gangsters, right? <laughs> that's the same thing. No. No, but it's really true. They watch and they study and they watch his mistakes. When he died, they went to prison. And they, but this is what they're going to do. They set their mind, this is what they're going to do. And that's how I was with boxing. I was still a, like... The criminal mentality, I still would want to stay. I still came back home at my mother's funeral, robbed houses before the funeral so I could buy nice flowers. And I had to buy a suit, so I had to rob houses. And um, the fact was that um, I knew that this was going to, I knew that this was going to be my ticket out. I used to know it. I felt it in my bones. Everybody said I couldn't do it. I was too small. I was too young. But I just felt it. When you feel it, and it's just, and I believe my trainer, it was just, it was, really was unfair, me fighting these guys, and I had them as a trainer. It was really unfair for those guys. <laughs> First time you knocked somebody out, you, you, what was going through your head? I mean, did you, like, I, I could do this? In the ring? In the ring. Yeah, that was good. Surprised that, that those, those first couple years things were coming so easy, or you, you were expecting it? It was... No, I used to expect everything to be good. Cause my, um, cause my mentor told, told me I was the best fighter in the world, and I believed him. My mother thought I was totally insane when I told her that. Yeah. What's surprising with you is how much of a student you are of the game. I mean, do you feel like boxers today aren't as studious about what's happened in the past? You were... I mean, there's not a fight that you don't know about, and you watched so much film. Is that from... Is that from Cus and, and yes, from Jacobs? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, that inspired me. That's what I wanted to do. So if, if you don't mind, I'm going to stand up. And um, I was explaining, I was a young kid, 13, 14, and I would watch the fight. I would watch them all night for like eight hours, whatever. And I would watch them, and I would also watch them. This is 1904, 1905 to the present. I watched them in press conference. I would watch them training, and I would watch them, and I would emulate their moves. I would emulate their, their attitude. I would emulate the way they dressed. They were always elegantly dressed. The clothes at the time, uh, I guess everything. I saw they cut the hair, I put parts, put waves in my hair, I put gold teeth in my mouth. This is just who I am. I'm those guys. So you really, you, you're a student. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a student on old fighters, on the art of fighting. I just love fighting. I love two bug fighting. I like fighting. Don't always feel fight. Yeah. Take me through what happened there because. It's right beginning when we were starting Steiner Sports. You know, we had been really, really following your career closely, and obviously a lot of things started melting down there uh, in that situation there. Was, I mean, did that just kind of, was that just kind of a place where you just went and you kind of hit a wall, or would you, if you had a chance to do it over again, would you do it over again? No, yeah, probably do the same thing, because he was really kicking my ass. Because <laughs> he was really kicking my ass and bumping my head and stuff. And I, yeah, I think I would do it. Yeah, I would. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but I am kind of redeeming myself. <laughs> the HBO show, which, by the way, is a must, must, must watch. I mean, I thought it was just so over the, what I expected. Um, where'd you get that kind of training to, to do that show? And, and you were so good and it was so honest. Where, who helped know. you with that and where'd that come from? I don't know, Mom. I was trying to find something to do because I was tired going all over across the world to um, 
have a job. So I watched Chad Parmentary do a Bronx Tale um, on stage, but it was in um, Vegas. So I went with my wife, and my wife said, oh, yeah, I love that movie. That movie was great. Because if anyone saw the movie, you know, the love interest was a black girl, and I guess that gave big kudos to black chicks. And I don't know how that was, but I didn't know I'd get a response. You know, right? You know, your sister, your mom, you get a response when you hear that movie and stuff. Right, so, okay, so. Right, come on, man. You know that's right. Come on, man. Don't make it look like I'm trying to be funny. It's it was crazy. a deep movie. That was a yeah, so, right, so, so you understand what I'm saying, right? So listen, so we watched the movie, and I'm watching Chad Palmateri, and man, as listen, I'm please forgive me, man. It was so quiet. You can hear a mouse piss on cotton, man. It was just, because it, it was captivating. I'm watching, I'm like, whoa. And I told my wife, I said, I want to be able to make, I want to make people feel the way he just made me feel. Where if somebody wanted to, they could have went in my pocket and I wouldn't even have known that. He could have robbed everybody in the place and they wouldn't even have known because we were so mesmerized. And he just knocked me out. I wanted to be able to do that. I said, baby, I think I can do that. Because when I'm in Europe or Asia, you know, I'm on the stage pretty much like this. But either I'm sitting down with somebody else, I'm on stage and I'm at, you know, answering questions. I said, well, but in America, I do with someone like Mr. Palminteri, like from, you know, from a, you know, from a Thespian perspective. You know, I won't answer questions. And so we went over some stuff, and my wife wrote a bunch of stuff down. And first the show was like two and a half hours, right? And then we cut it down. But they, they loved it, but it was just too long. Okay, we had a, we had a band. We have a classic piano play. We got a, a song. And it was just too many people, right? And so Spike Lee saw it, and he wanted to be a part of it, so I was in... Poland, he was in Brazil, he called me, he wants to do it, take it on Broadway. We went on Broadway, sold out for like two weeks, and um, it took on a life of itself. We went all around the world performing it. I want to do a new show, but people, you know, people want to still hear the show, and I want to do some new material, and everybody loves the show, but I really don't love the show as much as the people love it anymore, <laughs> but it, it gave me an identity, so I got in front of the front, man, that's my best piece, and I love it, I want to do some other stuff, and this thing took a lot of air out the room, so I wanted to die down, but it won't die down, because people still want a goddamn thing, and I got to go all the way, <laughs> I don't know, but really, I got to go all the way across where I go to China and these places, and I'm tired, I can't, you know, I don't know how to spell my name at that time. I don't know, and I just want to do stuff at home, so I don't, it's working out, it's working out. I forgot what that question was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's, what's the state of boxing today? I mean, why can't we, where's the personalities, and, and what's, what's lacking um, in the heavyweight division? What, what's, what, what's needed? Well, I don't know, fighters, I don't know, it's different now. It's just different. Fighting's different. It's just... If you're a promoter, you could tell this guy, well, Oscar De La Hoya started making tough fights, but basically you could say, hey, I'm not going to let this guy fight my guy unless he's on my team. You know what I mean? It's just almost, I don't know, what do you say? I don't know. It's almost like, I ain't going to do nothing for her unless she goes to bed with me. It's, it's basically like that. You know what I mean? And if you want something, you got to go with this guy, you're going to suffer. Again, no one's going to ever sleep with you again, and nobody's going to ever fight for you again. So I'm not sure I see that correlation that way, but... I'll give you that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. people, you know, human yeah. people don't understand, you yeah. know. It's tit for tat and all that stuff, and that's just against the law, and that's what they do. They're really breaking the law, and they have a monopoly on it. Your favorite fight, your favorite fight, you know, I mean, just the whole situation. When you go back and say, wow, that was just, what, which one was I it? I don't do that. No, I don't do that. You don't go back in time? No way. 
I want to tell you about how I, how I was in China and how they give me the announcement I'm going to get an award for acting and stuff. You know, I just, um, I learned from an old friend and he said, um, um, the lowest form of conversation is was. And I don't stay back it was. We were doing it right here. It's not going to be here long, so we got to do it while we do it right here. And everybody else could talk about back there because that's what they do. That's why they're doing, that's why they're here in the present because they're talking about back there. Everything stems from the past. But we like can't that. stay there. I just got to ask you about one was Fine. Buster Douglas. Oh man, did he kick my ass really good? What was going on in your mind? What, what would happen there? Hey, that did, should not have happened. I was just doing things I shouldn't have did, and I was a young guy. I was 23. I'm not the same person. I, when, when I tell this story, people think, wow, you're a 30-old man. But I'm not. I was 23 then. And I, just, I don't know. And I just, this is what happened. We got time. No, I just, I just <laughs> off the fight. It was a bad night. I just get too Come on. We, what, what happened the night before? And after? What happened? It, nothing happened the night before, but it was like the weeks before the night before. And it, 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 it accumulated. It accumulated. It accumulated. It accumulated. Now, were you, were you, were you, a, were you somebody that was, you know, no sex, nothing crazy for a week before the fight, night before? Sometimes, or, sometimes. You know, when I was you, younger and stuff. Yeah. But I never, um, how long is this interview? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we got Snickers bars. We nah, got, well, we're not going to do that. But um, I got to go home to my kids. But um, I was, um, when I was a young guy, I never had, I wasn't really experienced with women and stuff because I, I was the only one to fight. That's all I wanted to do. The masturbate guy, I was like, watch boxing film, film, you masturbate. And I never went out and said, Y'all guys understand, right? No, no, listen. That bug yucker, you understand that, right? You're like, well, I don't know. Nowadays, they may think, yeah, we're going to go. No, I didn't do that. I wanted to be champ of the world. I didn't want no girl. I didn't have no girl until I was 19. I didn't want any girl. I wanted to put that belt around my waist. That's all I wanted. You were driven? Yeah. Talk to me about being a dad, and we're going to go open up some questions. But what does it mean to be a dad these days? Because you're now a father, and you're 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 parenting, and what's that like? I'm totally out of my league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, man. This is really some stuff. That's why I'm um, enjoying it now. Yes, but it's, no. it's not. Well, I have a relationship with my children now. You know, when I was the I don't know baddest man on the planet, the heavyweight, whatever you guys called me back then. Um, I, I was just um, self-absorbed. This is about me. I'm, I'm not going to live long. I'm going to screw everything, drink everything, smoke everything, buy everything. And that's just how my mentality was. And I had just came out of prison, too, so I'm thinking anything could happen. And I, used to, I think I went crazy a little bit. You know, I was, But now crazy. you're able to kind of, can you balance that with your kids? And... Oh, absolutely, but I'm still crazy because my kids drove me crazy again. <laughs> and that's the whole thing about it. And then when I have kids, I have to listen. This is interesting. I have, a, I have my oldest daughter is what, 27, my youngest is four. Wow. wow. It's seven of them, right? But the, um, one, of them's a, one of them's pretty conservative. The rest of them is very, no, they're not two of them pretty conservative. The rest of them are dead, blooded liberals. Talking crap. I can't call nobody a midget. Don't use that word in front of me. And before the old Mike would said something like this, this is why I have better 
life skills. The old Mike would have said, well, listen, the only reason I sent you to this bourgeois uppity school was before you can get an education, not before you could tell me what to do, all right? If you want to still go into school, you better be nice to me. But I don't say that no more, because when you say that, you don't see them or no more. They don't come around no more. And I want them to come around, so I let them tell me what to say and what to do. And if I ask them to do something, they say, no, nah, I think so. Not today, Dad. I love you and I hug you. And I still give them their money and stuff, because I want them around me. They beat me now. I thought I won when they were babies, and I'm telling them, yo, you better get the hell off. Get off my face. I don't give it. Then I give you this money. I used to throw money at my farm. You don't got that money no more. You, you got to deal with life on life terms. We don't got all that money no more. Everything else that, go, that happens to these people, now you have to deal with it too. And now you're not used to dealing with it because you thought you were all up here, but boom. Then that, that's when life hits you real fast. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma yes. Become humble real quick. Real, real Would you quick. say you're humble now? Um, I don't know if I'm humble. I don't know if humans are meant to be humble, but I know what not to say. <laughs> I know what not to say. What's important to you? I mean, when you get, get down to the core of it, you know, what, what is it that I'd like everybody here to leave with something that's, I really didn't know, I didn't know that about Mike. What, what's important to you these days? What's, what's, what gets you excited when you wake up in the morning? Um, it's my children, it's um, positive, and, my, and even though they're my children, they're not like me, which is good because that's why I took the punches, for they wouldn't have to take the punches, for they wouldn't have to be like me. So my kids think I'm an odd kind of dad. You know, he, they really think I'm odd, because they go to these, what, what's the, what's the hip, um, the NYU, Drexler, George, all these American, American, they go to all these schools, so, and, you know I mean? So you have to know in some areas they're more, um, they're more polished than I am. So at times on holidays and time like this, matter of fact, I may send calls and send presents with lots of money for the kids. And they do say thank you, but when they say thank you, they say, Dad, this is not how you spell my name. <laughs> that, that, not that, not today, but Valentine's is fucked up too, okay? <laughs> I know you would laugh, but it's real. That's when you laugh at the truth. They say, Dad, this is not how you do it. I know you know how to spell my name. See, they push it in my face. And they say, Dad, you really didn't go to school. What grade? Not that I didn't go. But are you, a dad, are you driving your kids to school? Are you at yeah. a parent-teacher conference? Yes, I've been to a couple of I mean, I can't imagine well. a teacher complaining father, to father, <laughs> father and daughter dances and stuff. My, they got, listen, man. I, listen, man. I, I could, I could barely spell, spell cat and dog. These guys got physics. That's what a physics, right? Yeah. Physics teacher. <laughs> See? I'm fucked up with the S and the T. <laughs> the S and T. It messes me up. So, um, yeah, it does, really. It, does. it messes me up. So they got these guys for their tutors and stuff. So that's why they think they're better than me a little. I can see they see that little. These guys think they're a little better than their dad because they can spell and read and use the words. But you know, the thing about you, though, I mean, especially after the HBO special. And I don't beat their ass like I got my ass beat, so they get away with words. Oh, fuck off, But you're a smart guy. <laughs> I don't care what nationality that fuck off dad comes out, right? Whoa, where that come from? Fuck off, dad. <laughs> <laughs> when my father, my, one of my daughters called me Nana's my best friend, but she said, all right, not you, the world champion, deadbeat, crackhead dad. Oh. You know, you don't blow. My kids don't play around. These liberals don't fight, you know what I mean, clean. They fight dirty. Man. They fight dirty. <laughs>
Wow. Have you worked that out? Oh, yeah. Because oh, you're a smart guy. We're though. best friends now. We're best friends. The rent need to be paid. Boom, I got you. You got a problem. You need to go to the world's um, soccer tournament. But boom, you got it. You need to help. Oh, don't go on your savings. Forget your savings. Dad will help you. Dad is dying out here. But he'll help you because I want them to come around for the weekend. Oh, these guys are black and male and me, man. Like, <laughs> That, but I love them, and I'm a sucker for them, so I do that stuff. Yeah, I do that stuff. Yeah. Can I, can I see you back in a ring ever again, training somebody, or you know, maybe finding you know the next Mike Tyson? Uh, I'm, too, I'm, I'm doing that with my children. I'm training them to be you know decent human beings, and this is a the fast. This world is moving so fast and reshaping so fast. They have to know. They have to get it. They have to. Um, they have to move as fast as the world's moving and reshape as fast as the world's shaping. You know, like I said, it's going to be computers out here going to be, um, they're going to rival us. And then, of course, just like, what, I know who watches the X-Men and all that stuff. So the X-Men, you know, their um, diabolical, futuristic rivals are the cynical, cynicals, right? All right, so this is what we're dealing with now, the cynical. And, of course, the X-Men gets mad because they're not the only um, homo, homo superiors around now because these cynicals are really bad and they got that gadget that gets them and they put the collar around their neck and then they control them and they make slaves out of them, right? So that's what's happening with us. You know, it's just um, art imitating life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the boxing thing didn't work out, yeah. it just, you're, I mean, would there be another profession that would be suitable for you? The boxing thing never happened. No, it's what's going on now. This is well, listen. This, but what guys, this is what I do now. I act. You know, when I was that guy, Mike Tyson, super guy, big mean black guy, I had to play that role. Now I'm the actor. I'm whoever I want to be. I could be a ten year old. I could be a ten year old white girl with blonde eyes. Not playing blue hair. So you know that's gonna be all right. Are you loving the movies with Hangover? I mean, hanging out. I like doing the. I mean, all day, right? You love that? Oh, the comedy and the drama are great, but man, the action is. I might as well be boxing again. You're hurt. You're breaking bones and. They say, I'm, this is what you are, Mr. Tyson, you do action figure, and I say, this is drama, I want to do drama, drama, <laughs> it's pain, it's pain, it's pain. What's next for you? Um, sky's the limit, you know. Tell me something that anything, we don't know. Anything, I don't know, I'm just, I got bit machines, you know, it's a Bitcoin, the bit machines and stuff, you're trying to hide your money, so you can hide your money when you buy my Bitcoin, and so, what, I'm a cartoon character now. I got the cartoon character. I, I broke the records on the cartoon characters now. I'm a cartoon character. <laughs> I'm a cartoon character. At least we've never been forgotten. Some people are better off forgotten. You know, <laughs> chill on out, Mike. But, um, Does it surprise you that you have such a big fan base? I mean, honestly, like, I mean, a lot of players and a lot of celebrities and former players are forgotten. Does it surprise you how popular you really are? I mean, do you realize how popular you still are? Surprise you? I know this. All of this is, the majority of this stuff, and I used to then believe, I think I'm the best, it's all about luck. A lot of people don't believe in luck. This stuff is about luck. You don't always make it to the top because you're the best. You don't always make it to the top because you work the hardest. But there's always a bigger percentage that you will be on the top if you're the smartest. And I'm not, um, 
autodidactic or I'm erudite or anything, but whatever I do, I'm smarter than everybody, and that's the only reason I'm the best, not because I'm bigger or stronger, because I'm smarter. Are you happy? Would you consider yourself happy at this particular point in time? What's your definition of happiness? Comfortable in your own skin, happy with what you have and who the people are that you care about the most are around you. I have to be happy in my skin because I live with secrets. It's very difficult to be happy within your skin if you don't have secrets. Anybody can say what they want, but that's just the truth. That's why we have secrets. Secrets is a form of protection. That's our shield. And you shouldn't want to invade them. But if you want to call me happy, I think I am happy. I could I'm happy now. Watch. Look. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. ha. I am happy. <laughs> Listen. In our opinion, everyone has to really, in our opinion, because we're all, you know, we're all smart enough to know this, that happiness is an instance in our life that happens on quite a few occasions. Before it to be a duration of a long period, it would be the equivalent of having a, a 24-hour orgasm. Can you imagine that? You're going to have a heart attack. It's not meant, happiness, and, happiness is not meant for a 24-hour Span. It's just meant for the moment because if you're constantly happy, then you have you, there's no struggle in you. Without struggle, there's no progress. In order for us to become anything in life, we have to endure struggle because without um, being conscious of struggle, under the slightest shake, you give in. You have to. We must struggle. I like that. Final words. Anything you want to say that you haven't said? <sighs> You know, I'm wearing this turtleneck, so you really can't see me perspire. <laughs> man, listen, I'm high. I'm, man, I'm sweating up here like I'm at a spelling bee, man. I'm just, I don't know what I'm here. It's like, don't get me wrong. It holds the water. The shirt holds the water. It's holding the water. The water's being held. Well, I, you remember the first thing I said to you when you first came up here, right? Yeah. What was that? I love you. <laughs> Thanks tonight, thank you.